What's up, everybody? I am Adam Frax, and you are listening to Talking Dynasty. Today, I am joined once again by my boy Jay Money. What's up, y'all? I'd ask you how you're doing, but we're around each other enough to uh, I know exactly how you're doing. And uh, that's also when it comes to we probably should be social distancing, distancing, keeping six feet from each other. But we're in close quarters all day, every day. So hell, why do any different when we do the podcast, man? Uh, it's been a been a couple months since we've done this. It's been it's been a while. Uh, we can say my computer crashed to say the least, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So it, it's tough to do a, a podcast without a computer. So. But in the meantime, a lot of stuff's happened. I mean, obviously the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and we're really not going to go into that because that part's been covered by everybody. Uh, at this point, we're really looking on to next year. With the moves that had happened, with free agency, uh, how COVID-19 is affecting the offseason as far as not being able to bring players in, the amount of quarterbacks, like big-name quarterbacks who have switched teams, and the Chiefs in particular damn near bringing most of their players back trying to run it back for 2020-2021. So. Which is huge, I think, because with no OTAs, no – with. Just COVID-19 in general, having the same team that just won the Super Bowl. I mean, basically the same team that just won the Super Bowl. I mean, I think we benefit the most out of out of it for sure. I mean, you, you would definitely think so because it's uh, no other team, at least that off the top of my head, is bringing the amount of players that we are back. Granted, we, you know, we're uh, – We've lost a couple players, but I don't think it's to the extent that most teams have kind of flipped over their roster. So you would automatically think that we have a advantage because we are bringing back and because there's not going to be OTAs, there's not going to be many camps. And just for that simple fact that it already gives us a – a foot up on most of these other teams who, you know, because, like, right now you're trying to install your playbook. Like, Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady are going to brand-new offenses. Granted, you can hand them the the keys to it, and they're going to they're gonna end up being good, but it's one thing for guys to be in that system two, three, four years. Yeah, it's definitely going to make – this year interesting to say the least i mean if there is a year i i mean i'm definitely hoping there's going to be but at this rate with like everything that's going on you never know are you doubtful that there's going to be are you doubtful there's going to be a a season this year or it's going it's going to be different maybe a late start or i don't know no fans or no i don't think i think if they do it they're gonna it's gonna be late at at the worst, but I definitely think that we'll have a a season this year, and I think it'll be 
very beneficial towards the Chiefs, and I think Chiefs will definitely end up back at the Super Bowl because they're going to benefit the most from everything. Regardless, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I'm ready to see, like you said, Tom Brady and Tampa, ready to see Phillip in a different uniform, not playing us twice a year. Are you – I don't know. I like playing Phillip Rivers twice a year. I do too, but, I mean, at the same time, I'm, I, now that they got rid of him, we get we get new blood, and it's like, I don't know. Phillip, he was fun while it lasted, but I'm ready to see them draft Tua and, you know, start a new rival rivalry, rivalry with him. Mahomes and Tua. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get that, but I'm going to miss Rivers, man, mainly because the last half of his – career we've we've taken that you know what i mean it's it's been a a, a deal where uh he hasn't been very effective against the chiefs yeah but i think him going to the colts will make us playing the colts even i mean seeing philip that much better just because of the you know the bad blood with Having a shitty quarterback when we played them in the playoffs last time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna miss it. I I, li- <laughs> I like the the trash talking Philip Rivers, and I- I'm gonna miss it. So, uh, Damon says, "Frex, what the hell's up, bro? Vegas Raiders all day. First off, get the fuck out of here without. Watch out for us, brother." Uh, until y'all get a real quarter, well, I don't even say a real quarterback. They got years of rebuilding to go, at least a couple. But I, would think. I don't think they're off to a bad start. Um, no. Last year they had a great, they had a, a great rookie draft class. The problem is, is will Derek Carr ever get back to the form that he was at one point? I don't know. I think at best he's gonna be. Uh, Alex Smith slash Kaepernick. You have to have a lot of greatness on the other side of the ball for it to go anywhere. I mean, I don't think – I don't know. Anything's possible, but I, he's not going to be a great quarterback, no, I don't I, think. I don't think he'll ever get back into that because he had pretty much a half a season, three-quarters of a season where he was in that MVP talk. And then it kind of went back. And ever since then, it's been – he's been very mediocre at best. Right. Like, because, I mean, there's – what's crazy is he, after that season, there's – as a young guy, there's probably not too many teams who wouldn't have took Derek Carr as quarterback. And now probably two-thirds of the league would probably rather go with somebody else. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, I don't know, though. Anything's possible in Gruden's hands, you know? I agree. I mean. You think Gruden turns it around for Oakland? uh, I think, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of all set up to, like they were set up to tank and then end up in Vegas and then just, you know, skyrocket from there. I don't think they're going to skyrocket too high with Carr's quarterback, but you never know. Anything's possible. I mean, he's a. He's a he's he's a genius. Hate to say it like that, but Gruden can make big things happen for sure. 
Broncos are garbage. Bro. It's by a pronouncing name wrong. I'm sorry, but I'm assuming it's Bo. Uh, Bo Hayes says Broncos will be fighting off BTS uh, and Raiders for a second for a long time. Car's good. John took the fun out of it for him. I could see that because a lot of players kind of say that John Gruden kind of wears uh, wears them wears them kind of thin. You know what I mean? Just kind of after a while. He he's such a. There's only been one head coach that's been like my way or the highway that's been successful for the period of time that, and that's Bill Belichick. Right. Other than that, you might get guys who have like a five year period where they might even win the Super Bowl, but uh, that after a while that they start to the players start to drown them out. Just kind of that that dictator type of head coach. So, what do you think? Is you think Bill Belichick will ever play for a championship again? Depends on who his quarterback is, man. Like, and and that's what's interesting about the Patriots going into the this year. They might be the biggest unknown. You know what I mean? Just purely based on. Their quarterback. They picked up Brian Hoyer. And and I I don't see Brian Hoyer being their starting quarterback. Uh, And I don't – I can't remember the the young guy that they have off the top of my head, Uh, which, you know, they say that they like him. But I can't see them with the quarterback group that they have now. Belichick going in with that. I mean, even if they pick up Jameis or Cam – do you really think that they could end up playing for a championship? It's kind of hard to bet against Belichick. It, it's a to be determined because it's that because the, the the longest time it's been has it been Belichick or has it been Brady? So this year we get to figure it out right. because even if you get a quarterback that's uh, a decent caliber, because. Uh, I'm not a guy. I, I think Jameis can, if he can obviously cut down the interceptions, I think he can be a lot more effective, obviously. But Or a guy like Cam, I, you know, can he be effective with Belichick? I mean, I think Belichick definitely is, like, a great coach. But I'm, I feel like it's the end of his time. I think him losing time is going to – I don't know. I don't see the Patriots contending for a Super Bowl for the rest of his career. I I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I don't see them rebuilding that team around another quarterback before So, Belichick at that point, retires. you're telling me, like, so I would assume you're saying the Bills are going to be the team that kind of takes over that division. Yeah. See, I think that's going to be neck and neck, man, because I think Belichick's a good enough coach to where defensively he's going to be good enough because he's a defensive-minded coach. And if he can get – I mean, think about it when Tom Brady first came into uh, the league as a starter. It was kind of like, hey, don't throw interceptions. Don't fuck it up. And who would have known he would have been as clutch as he would have been going into his career? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. You never know. I mean, I could even see the Dolphins 
you know, making a a run with all their first round picks or I mean draft picks in general and I could see them possibly putting a team together to compete well, for the division. It, really for me with like all these teams it's like can you hit on the quarterback? That's going to determine your success. So uh Bo Hayes says that which this is a uh an interesting pretty much I'll, I'll put it in a question format. Uh Tom will miss Bill Moore. Bill got got a better chance than Brady to get back. What do you think about that? Do you think I think he's out of his mind? There's no way. Yeah. Brady's definitely possibly in the Super Bowl next year. Like he's got such a great team around him. He's got I mean, last year he didn't have no wide receivers besides Edelman, and now he goes to a team and he's got Two great wide receivers, like better than Edelman in my. I mean, honestly, I think both of them had better years than Edelman last year. Oh, for year. sure. Well, and Edelman's at the end of his career too. Uh, Brady didn't have very many weapons. Uh, you know what can Tampa Bay do defensively? Which they That's, Tampa Bay's another one who's actually brought back a few. You know the they brought back their core most definitely. Uh, I think that Tampa Bay can have success to the extent of being in the Super Bowl. I don't know yet. I, like so, can so at that point you're just in the AFC South. You're thinking that, which that's what I was actually about to get at. Uh, you can think the Bucks can overthrow the Saints. I mean, yeah, I could see it. I mean, straight shootout. Basically, what it'll come down to. I mean, so you're 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 thinking Brady hasn't lost a step, is what you're saying? No, I wouldn't say that. I think it's definitely gonna. I think he's gonna have a slow start, especially with everything going on. He's gonna have a slow start, but I think once he starts, you know, hitting with those guys, the sky is the limit for sure. Yeah. So, like, and which is crazy. Like, for the most part, we're a Chiefs podcast, but we talk NFL all, all the time. Brady's probably so to me. He's like he's the goat in my opinion. I know there's a lot of cheating speculations and all that shit, but he's the most uh, uh, clutch quarterback I've ever seen. But if you were to make me to bet who has a higher chance to go back to the Super Bowl, I would put my cards on Belichick purely based on Brady's age. Now, if Brady was to leave New England at the age of 28, 29, even 35, you know what I mean? So, like, his age has to have some type of hindrance. Now, do I think that Brady can elevate Tampa to a playoff team and maybe get a playoff win, especially with how, like, the format is now with only the first seed getting uh, the bye? I I think that can happen, but I don't think that Brady can take that team through a run of the playoffs to get them to a Super Bowl. I mean, Brady is walking into a, a a really good team. I mean, they had some pretty good stats for having Winston throwing half as many interceptions as touchdowns last year. Well, he, and now he, Tom Brady's walking into that team and Belichick's sitting there with but nothing. 
Well, I mean, uh, a fresh start, basically. So for me, like Belichick's a more total head coach. Like he can win because he he revamped his whole freaking team from being offensive oriented to defense oriented. And granted, they kind of, they lost steam towards that the end of the season. So like the first you know twelve weeks, three quarters of the season, they were one of the best teams that you've seen defensively. Granted. They had one of the easiest fucking schedules that I think I've ever seen a team who came off a super. They won For super. Sure. Yeah. One of the easiest schedules I've seen as far as uh, teams playing, uh, you know, them playing pretty much offensively, not great teams. Uh, so, and that kind of fizzled out towards the end of the year. But, yeah, if you were to bet on me, if I was to bet on it, I would say that the Patriots had a higher probability to go further into the playoffs than the Buccaneers did. Uh, Bo says, give Bill a year to find his guy and plan a starter, and Bill's not one of the greatest game planners of all time. And he mentions he went 11-5 and with Castle, which, you know, like he can – even a, a Jacoby Brissett. I mean, look how many quarterbacks that uh, Belichick had convinced other teams to take on. Yeah. No. Brissett. That's crazy, yeah. Castle. Who else is there? Garoppolo. Hoyer. Garoppolo. So he's had – he's had the – he's has a track record to develop quarterbacks. Yeah. Damon says, Brady ain't the Brady we know. Now that he has these weapons, we will realize that his arm ain't what it needs to be. Winston had the arm talent, didn't have the head. Uh, So, so like, you know, this is kind of nerdy stats, man, but uh, I think Brady had, like, one of the higher completion percentage of, like, 20 yards in the air passes. He just didn't have the attempts that a lot of the quarterbacks did. So I, I would have to look that I would have to look that up. So and that's kind of get into like nerdy football as far as like pro football focus. And uh, I don't remember where I was seeing that at that they was talking about uh, <laughs> them saying, "Hey, don't underestimate Brady's arm." Obviously, it's it's not quite what it used to be, and he's never been an arm guy, anyways. But does it have to be? No, I mean, it honestly, doesn't. No, it doesn't. Have them guys running slants all day, and he could eat it away. Right, in which that, in that does open up the top, and he can hit a forty-yard pass. He's not hitting sixty, seventy-yard bombs oh. like, you know, obviously Pat, uh, the kid in Buffalo, uh, Lamar. Yeah, Lamar. He has he has a lot stronger arm than I had argued. Uh, Shorty, me and Shorty had argued about that for a while. So I think it's one of those deals where uh, I think people might underestimate his uh, arm talent that he has left, but I definitely don't think it quite was what it was, obviously, when he had, you know, uh, Moss and such. So, But you're, where I do feel positive with Brady is that he's with an offensive-minded head coach for the first time in his career ever. Right. And like you, you can for me like Bruce Arians is uh, offensively it's just you know, a genius. Like 
one notch below Andy Reid. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a quarterback that he hasn't had in any system that hasn't had success. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. I mean, I'm not huge on Eric Bruce Arians or whatever, but, I mean, regardless, I think Brady going to a new team with weapons like that is going to be – it's going to, like – it's going to be quite refreshing for him, and I think he's going to – we're going to see a whole new talent that we haven't seen from him in a long time. But – and I don't like – I'm not a huge Tom Brady guy. I don't really like him. Obviously, being a Chiefs fan. But. Oh, I'm Chief. Dude, I appreciate greatness. For me, he's like our Michael Jordan. Obviously. Of football. <laughs> like that. So, like, I appreciate greatness. So, it's one of those things. Especially as guys get towards the end of their career, it's kind of like, okay, I appreciate watching these guys because all of these years, uh, uh, you know, you was able to appreciate greatness. All right, Javi. Uh, obviously, you didn't listen to the beginning of the show. It says, yo, Adam, y'all don't look six feet apart. Bro, we work together, and we're never six feet apart. So at this point, social distancing doesn't exist between me and this guy. On the second part, if you practice basic hygiene of keeping your hands clean and washed and your ass clean and don't touch your freaking face, man, you'll be all right. I mean, that that's really it. It's just kind of be smart enough not to be uh, touching things with your face. I mean, that, I mean, I'm not sure what you're into to stay away from that, but if you practice basic hygiene, brother, you're straight. Uh, Bo says they'll put up numbers, but they're D, they're D following overtake Breeze, Brady wildcard team. And that's kind of where I'm at with the books. Uh, Bruce Arians don't use check down offense. He did his best work with Warner. Yeah, I, I could say so. Uh, which, if you uh, okay, so I'm trying to think of the backup. So when Carson Palmer got hurt and Drew Stanton came in, they were more of a check down offense, like so. There's actually an interview where Bruce Arians talking about this, where he's like, oh, they're just trying to throw the ball down the field. They're trying to ball, throw the ball down the field to where when Drew Stanton came in, he kind of uh, uh, altered his game plan to work to Drew Stanton uh, to be as successful as possible. Right. And, and and I think they, they end up winning on like 6-10, and 7-9 or something like that. But they had a hot start. Because uh, was that Carson Palmer? I can't remember who there was the quarterback uh, when Arians was there. So, so I don't know. I think I think it's I think Brady's going to be. I don't think he's going to be an absolute fucking travesty because I've had conversations where people because uh, how bad he was in certain games last year, and you know with him throwing the interception. Uh, on the very last play with him as a Patriot. They're like, they're just watching him on a fucking complete decline. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's ever going to be the case. Definitely not. So, uh, you know, we're talking NFL. We'll kind of keep it there. Uh, I would say Brady's probably the biggest news story. What do you think is like the most impactful other than Brady? 
Like, I mean, Phillip players Rivers is obviously huge. Uh, Yeah, that's a, definitely for namesake and with quarterbacks switching teams. Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina. Yeah, that's, that's the one I was just yeah, trying to think so, of. Yeah, and, and it's kind of Teddy's chance to – Redeem uh, himself. Yeah, to, to actually show what he got. So I'm ready for that. I, like, I have – I don't know. I'm a huge believer in Teddy. Like, I don't know why. I mean, I just think that he's got huge potential. I mean, obviously, he can anything's possible, but I have a feeling that Carolina is gonna make the playoffs next year, and they'll well, have a fighting that's, chance. That's that's tough though, dude, because like Bo was saying, don't count out the Falcons. So now you got uh, so I, I, Falcons I, have been counted out for years now. I mean, uh, Matt Ryan makes too much money for the amount of talent that he has, so. You know what I mean? Because he needs a better team around him to be successful, in my opinion. I think he's a decent quarterback, but uh, with so uh, NFC South might be the toughest division to win this year. So I, I would give yeah. I would give the Saints the BS the front runner. Then I would you know put the Bucks there, Carolina, and the Falcons. So if you think about that, dude, and uh, the quarterbacks in that division, you got Breeze, Brady, Bridgewater, who's coming off uh, where he's ascending, and Matt Ryan, who's a former NFL MVP, that if if he can be good, because you still have Julio as his target. So the thing with the Falcons is, what are they other than Matt Ryan and Julio Jones? Yeah, I don't I – don't. I don't have huge – and, I mean, they just lost their running back, Devontae Freeman, too, right? They lost him last year, right? I believe so. Because he was with the Texans last year. No, the Maybe Texans I'm... had Carlos Hyde and uh... – Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But regardless – You're right, because he signed – Devontae Freeman signed with uh, the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Is but that right? Regardless, I mean, the Falcons really haven't. Oh no, he's a free agent still. Sorry, I don't. It was an article that popped up. So yeah, they released Devontae Freeman with three years left on his contract. I mean, it, the last time they were really good, they had Roddy White, Tony Gonzalez, not, Julio well, not Jones. the year they went to the Super Bowl. They didn't have Tony G when they went to the Super Bowl. They didn't have Roddy White either. Who'd they have instead, though? Oh shit! That's a great question. That? That no, that was a great. That's a great. But so that was the year that they had the kind of Devonte Freeman and Tevin Coleman right. as like kind of that two-headed monster. Uh, yeah, and you had Julio and shit. What year was that? Was the year that <laughs> they was up twenty-eight to they three? Yeah, man. It, but ever since then, that's what I'm. But that's also my point is that without Matt Ryan having those weapons, I just don't think that he's going to be in potential to have his team pass all those other teams up to win the division. Because uh, honestly, at most, even with there being seven teams 
uh, in each conference to go to the playoffs. I don't see four teams from one division making the playoffs. So at that point in my mind, he has to leapfrog three, you know, at least two other teams right. to, to possibly get into the playoffs. I don't know. It's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, I like I like the new format. It'll make it only one team getting a bye. So, yeah, they had Sanu was their other guy. That's right. Yeah, Sanu was the other guy. So, which that's, you know, that's a solid. And Taylor Gabriel was another kind of gadget player that was a, a nice addition to them. So... It, and then, you know, in the other divisions, like, you know, I, I think everybody's convinced that uh, Chiefs are taking the West and then NFC, AFC North, which, you know, now uh, Steelers are getting back Big Ben. Is that a big deal or not? You've got the MVP and Lamar uh, coming up. Uh, you know, the, the, can he can he do the same thing that not maybe not the same exact thing that he did last year, but can he be an effective quarterback and uh, lead his team as he did last year? Uh, what do the Browns do? Do they completely fucking implode like they did this year? Is that just another repeat? And and obviously nobody's worried about the Bengals, so. Uh, Bo says, I think the Ravens adding Campbell to the D-line, that's big. I know the D-linemen, but look at the Colts adding Buckner. These are two out-of-division rivals taking pieces to beat Chiefs. Uh, three Super, 2016 was three Super Bowls for Falcons. Yeah, I can't remember that. Uh, and that's, you know, the Colts. So, so then there's the AFC South. I, I think Houston's going to. You know, they got Deshaun Watson, so, but their fucking head coach, a goddamn train wreck. Um, how do you get rid of DeAndre Hopkins? How do you get rid of Hopkins? It's just crazy, especially with a young quarterback that you have in Watson. That's right. the type of premier player that you want. Granted, they did get Brandon Cooks, but Brandon Cooks is not the player that Hopkins is, and he never will be. Uh, Hopkins drops the least amount of balls that, as any wide receiver every freaking year he right, plays. Right, he's the new version of Larry Fitzgerald. Right, like that's that's when I see Hopkins, it's like Fitzgerald in its prime. Um, so and then so I think the Colts, I think they're going to come back to uh, being a playoff team. Yeah. So Brissett sure. got hurt. And he was just not the same after that. And I don't, I didn't believe in him to begin with, even though I know he came in here to Arrowhead and they got that victory. It wasn't a guy who was like, okay, I don't see this being sustainable. Um, didn't you pick him up in fantasy football, though? I did. Well, fantasy football is a different I fucking story. You had a, I thought you talked him up quite a bit, though. Well, I was trying to trade him. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in the AFC South, so you got the Colts, you got Houston. Uh, probably, I would say that's the the two. Uh, Jacksonville, 
that turn, you know, who who would have, you know, who thought Nick Foles would have done a one? Well, I'm not that surprised actually. So Nick Foles is like a great backup quarterback to have. Um, and who's the other team in the South? Tennessee. Tennessee. So, and and that question is, can Ryan Tannehill reproduce the what ten, twelve fucking games that he started? So, and, and I don't think that's so much on Tannehill as that was Derrick Henry oh, just yeah. absolutely being a beast. But they rode him so hard that do you think that he can uh, recreate that? Because usually, like when these running backs get that hard ran into the ground, they don't. They don't. I, don't know. Redo I mean, it. he had a good year. The year before, too, though. I mean, he had no. He's been he's been years, very like, good. So, you know, Demarco Murray was there when he started, right. and then once they got rid of him, because it was kind of doing a running back by committee type of deal. Then once he was gone, it was like he's our bell cow, and he's been a beast ever since. Then. Right. He just runs people over, and I mean, if you need a guy to get you three yards every time, he's definitely the guy. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of like. So was Larry Johnson until we ran him into the ground. Right. Granted, uh, the tech, Titans haven't done it to that fucking extent where he's getting 400 carries, but it's definitely to the extent where it's kind of like, all right, he's getting up there in age. And I think he's like 27, 28, but uh, th- that's kind of roughly – you're at your peak now. Right. So, question, would you re-sign him? I would have, I would have, honestly, I would have re-signed him, and I would have tagged Ryan Tannehill. I can't believe they did it the other way around. So I'm not sure how that works as far as like availability, like because he got traded. I guess it would have worked because he got traded from his rookie contract. So, uh, yeah, I, maybe the problem with that is, is the tagging Tannehill for that one year, you're going to be paying more because I, I don't know what he's making. He's probably making 20-some-odd million, 22, $23 million. Uh, Is he worth that? I think he got through three years, $84 million, something like that, something crazy. Something crazy for yeah, sure. I, yeah, I know it's something crazy. Uh, I know I, may, I might be wrong when I heard this. I know that uh, – uh, that if they cut him after his first year, he gets like sixty million guaranteed. Something crazy like that. I might I might be wrong on this specific number. Uh, Chad says six feet part, guys. All right, I'm gonna reiterate this. Uh, we work together. We're not ever six feet apart from each other. Chad, practice basic hygiene, and you'll be perfectly fine, sir. I promise you that. Um, Jordan's is dope in W.O. shirt. Yeah, brother. Yeah, this is I – got, I got the white and black and the red and black. So, yeah. These uh, uh, old-school wrestling shirts are big fans of them. Uh, so, and then there's the – so we covered the East. We covered the South. We pretty much covered all the, all bases. Um, so, we'll, we'll stick with the AFC and we'll just kind of uh, – We'll stick the Chiefs for a little bit. As far as like Rashad Breeland. 
Yeah, what do you think it's going to take for us to actually, you know, you know, the slogan this year is run it back. What do you think it's going to take for us to run it back? I mean, that's obviously going to depend on when we start, when they start practicing, if they even get to, like, I don't know. I think it's going to have a lot of determining factor, but obviously I think we got, a, I mean, like, like you said, we're bringing back, 98% of the the starters, so what it takes to run it back is do the same thing we did last year and just play ball and play good ball. All right, here's, here's a question that we was arguing about while we was at work. Who do you want to see the Chiefs draft? Jordan Thomas asked, who do you want to see the Chiefs, dra- Chiefs grab at the end of the draft? At the end of the draft? Right. We'll just say positions, maybe not. Well, no, he means as far as uh, – you know, the first round. We'll, we'll just keep it at positions. I don't know. I think, I mean, obviously, like you said, our, we need some offensive lineman help. Do we reach like we did on Fisher? I mean, yes, he has turned out to be all right. But, I mean, and yes, like we discussed, that draft class wasn't that great. But, I mean, our defense probably needs the most help. Obviously, our offense is is capable of holding its own. I think we – I was I said middle linebacker. I think we need to get a middle linebacker. We got time to get uh, offensive linemen at any point in the draft or like I wanted to do. Well, we don't have money to sign a, a guy that has proven himself, but – I would think definitely middle linebacker. So, and this is where I, uh, you know, we had talked about this earlier. I think that you have three key positions that you could possibly go for. And so, and I said that I would like to see us get a, uh, a guard or, you know, a center. I think Ryder's good enough that we can roll with Ryder. Um, you know, for this next year coming up. But I would like to see a guard because first thing I want to do is keep Patrick Mahomes healthy. Uh, And if there's a weakness in our line, I believe it's on the interior. Uh, You know, ideally it would be if you can keep uh, Duvernay-Tardif, which may be impossible uh, because for me it's kind of like, is it Jones or Tardif that you're keeping? So, if, if it's for me, it's uh, uh, get a guard, left guard, right guard, somewhere around there. Let's kind of make sure uh, Patrick Mahomes has one of the better offensive lines. That way he's not running for his life all the fucking time. So, and if that player's not available, you know, because I see a lot of guards don't go in the first round for the most part, unless they're absolutely fucking elite with uh, the dude, like Frank said his name, I can't remember, the dude from uh, the Colts who's an absolute beast. Um, So I think it would go guard, and then, because I want to protect Patrick Mahomes, and then I'm there with you with linebacker, but I see more so instead of middle linebacker, Hitchens ain't going anywhere, man. His contract is there. Like, it's no ifs, ands, or buts. He's going to be your starting middle linebacker next year no matter what. So, 
guard, outside linebacker, cornerback. Yeah, definitely cornerback too. I mean, even though I would never guess that our our cornerbacks would be able to do what they did last year. They, I mean, that was my biggest surprise of last year besides obviously the Super Bowl was how well our our cornerbacks played. Which you still should draft one for sure. No, because you're coming back in, like Bo was saying, Breland was a great signing. I thought that was a great idea to bring him back because, like we talked earlier about the COVID-19. Right. If you can bring as many players, as you starters as you can from a championship team, that's right. only going to help because we're already a step ahead of some of these other teams because, you know, we, we don't have to – cram a playbook into them on their own, you know what I mean? Because there's no coming into the complex and working with coaches or anything. So, uh, so you got Breland and you got Ward and then uh, Fenton. I mean, and that's kind of a, uh, you know, that's a to be determined. You know, it's a late round pick. Uh, I, I don't know if we're bringing Reese back, you know. There's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, that, that third cornerback. Who is that? So, last year was Fuller. Granted, Fuller was not good last year, which was disappointing because I thought he – honestly, I thought he would have ended up as our best cornerback when we uh, acquired him. Right. So, we do have to do something there at that point. We have to sure that up in the draft or – um, what's more important, the linebacker or the cornerback to sure up? I'll tell you why. I think it's the linebacker because yeah. I think you need a starting linebacker compared to, granted, third cornerback plays quite a bit. But, like, I thought Dorian O'Daniel was going to step up and be a better player this year to where he fucking seemed like he was barely on the field last year. Yeah, I'd probably say linebacker as well because, I mean, I don't know much about that Hamilton guy that we signed, but, I mean, our our cornerbacks, like I said, they were a big surprise to me last year. So, Right. And, th- and that's another thing. Veach has proven to bring in guys uh, that have been underestimated and has been successful. So, yeah, uh, Hamilton came from... The Giants, I believe. Yeah, I think the Giants. I think, what's the other guy? Renner, I believe. Because we got a guard. Yeah. Yeah, I think they both came from the the Giants. So, and I think that's another thing. Maybe we don't take a guard uh, because, you know, was Renner what it was? Yeah. So, maybe we we don't go first round in the, uh, the draft because. Renner's able to step in in that situation. Like, oh, shit, I can't remember the guy's name that we picked up late, played for uh, the Eagles for a little bit, uh, to where it gives you the availability that, okay, we, we can just get depth. I mean, Renner was a starting left guard or right guard for Carolina when they went to the Super Bowl. Right. So, you know, I'm probably talking myself and – a different discussion besides uh, Frankie says yeah that Renner dude is a day one starter 
Fenton is going to do some shit this year. I hope you're right. I haven't seen enough of Fenton to uh, uh, be 100% sure that he can just step into that third cornerback slot and be like, all right, this this he's good to go. No if, ands, or buts. So, um, yeah, the more I think about it, I think Renner does step in as that day one starter, and maybe we draft a lineman, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round, something like that. Um, so maybe maybe you're right. Linebacker is the 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 way to go in that first round because there's a couple guys out there that hopefully will be available uh, roughly around that time. I mean, my my main thing is our offense obviously needs less help than our defense. So if you're gonna get if you're gonna utilize your number one pick, why not use utilize it towards your defense that needs more help. I would think that you could, I mean, I don't know. Andy Reid, he's a, he's a smart guy. If he needs to, he'll throw a second tight end out there to get Mahomes some more time. Or, That's you know, true. Uh, Sherman got re-signed, so, I mean, they could throw him back there. Andy Reid's got ways of doing things. That's true. Andy Reid can make, make it work with – uh, what do you – so what do you – because this has been thrown out there. How would you feel if the Chiefs took a running back in the first round? That would kind of blow my mind because, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just got high hopes for Darwin. I mean, we haven't really got a chance to see him play that well or play that much, but, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It seems like – we need to get a running game established for sure because that's one thing that we haven't been very great at. But I don't know if a running back's going to help that. I would think that more some offensive line help would be more of the way to go about getting a running game established. I, no, I agree. I agree that it's to the extent that uh, – it's probably a stretch. So, like, you – I don't know. If, if you follow me on Twitter, like, <clears throat> uh, I'm – I think Damian Williams is a good running back. As In good, I mean he's going to average you. Granted, he's not this year he didn't, but he was hurt. And he's had big runs that elevated his yards per carry. To me, he is not a consistent starting number one running back. Oh, you already know I agree. Right. But it's one of those things where with the quarterback we have, I think we can do things to overlook that. And I think that Andy will uh, – He'll play the running back that he sees fit at that time based on that particular play. Uh, so, I, you know, I've seen – because what made me think of that is I've seen Jonathan Williams, and that's been a name that's been popped up that, like, hey, if uh, from Wisconsin, if that guy's available, get him in the first round. Um, to where, like, in a dream scenario, which they have him going to – this is, I believe this is CBS. They have, shit, hold on. Kenneth Murray, which is an inside linebacker. But um, it's one of, in a 4-3, I think the, 
linebackers can be interchangeable as far as because you're you're really talking about these guys playing more coverage. Like you don't need them to be pass rusher because you need your defense ends in a four three to play your pass rusher. So, and Kenneth Murray would be my guy if we can take that linebacker. Uh, when it comes to cornerbacks, I'm not as in depth. Eventually, I'm gonna have Sonny Mayo on here, and he's uh, uh, when it comes to NFL draft or you know college, he's the one to dive in. Like, hey, this guy's that. Uh, CBS has us taking Jeff Gladley, cornerback from TCU. So I'm I'm more of an NFL purist than I am a uh, college football. Unfortunately, I'm a Jayhawk fan, and I watch all of those. So a lot of these names are I, – I don't start to learn about them until they get into the NFL. Um, so That's cornerback and linebacker right there, though. Right, right. So if you, so, like I've within this conversation with me thinking about the renter signing, and we have uh, other players that we've either picked up or drafted uh, in the last year or so that works for depth with the Chiefs' offensive line, which I can see them doing again, kind of taking a late round pick. Probably in our best interest not to go that way. This year, you know what I mean? Because Patrick Mahomes is still young and can get away from these guys. Uh, to to run it back, it might be best just to uh, go linebacker or quarterback. So another another thing we had talked about early, uh, earlier uh, when we was together before the podcast. Uh, so, Frankie, this is a little bit of stretch in my opinion, brother, but uh, we'll put it out here. He says, let's draft another punter. Cole Quit is getting old. Time to get some better special teams, guys. <laughs> That's your boy. What do you got to say to that? Frankie, you crazy, bro. We don't need <laughs> We need other help. We just picked up what, – what was that guy's name? Oh, I don't know. He, he has, picked up a punter regardless. He, he has a fantastic mullet is all I know. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that that will automatically give him the starting job if Cole Quit retires. So, regardless, we need to work on replace. I mean, so what happen, What do you think happens if we do end up trading? I mean, we got to trade Chris Jones or Tardif. Right. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where I don't think Tardif has the market to where somebody's going to try to trade for him. You know what I mean? It's going to be one of those deals like, bro, you, y'all going to have to – because what are you getting back for Tardif at this point? A fourth? Fifth? You know what I mean? So and, – and, and on top of that, you're – you know, you create six, seven million dollars in salary cap. Uh, so if we trade Chris Jones and get – Tyler Newsom was that punter, by the way. But so if you trade Chris Jones, that's $16 million in cap that you open up with his franchise tag. Okay, so, but if you do that and you get a second round pick this year or next year for him, do you draft an, a guy to replace him or do you draft no line? It might be a combination of bringing a maybe someone who doesn't have the talent of Chris Jones but a veteran lineman kind of how we brought in uh granted that these were ends but just kind of uh the dude from the Saints 
the fuck is his name? Uh, they both got hurt. Uh, uh, Saints and the Browns. They both got fucking hurt. I can't fucking think of it. Anyways, do you make one of those moves that go under the radar where these guys make two and a half million and you draft for draft for depth? So, ideally for me is and, and this might sound crazy because he came on strong towards the end of the season. It was a huge impact. Was that I didn't like the trade for Frank Clark. Because the amount of money that I knew we're about to spend, that means we can't keep Chris Jones. Right. No, and I, I think agree. I think Chris Jones is more of an impactful player than Frank Clark. And he's been in our system. He, he is our, well, our granted, crowd, crowd hyper. So, granted, I mean, they've both been in the system for the same amount of time. No, I'm saying our, like Chiefs. Right, system. he's been a part of the Chiefs right. team. So... Now, and he's a fan favorite. For sure. Absolute fan favorite. Like, how can you not love Chris Jones, right. you know, as a Chiefs fan? So, uh, and it's one of those things, too. Like, I can't knock the guy for wanting to get his money because he deserves that roughly $100 million contract. But our problem is you can't play two, pay two defensive linemen $100 million contracts and then start to pay Patrick Mahomes next year. 200 fucking million dollars, which he deserves. Right. Yeah, it's going to get interesting for sure. Right. I think that's why they have to – I mean, I would think they're going to go ahead and trade him. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, I'm a huge Chris Jones fan. I wish he could stay on the team, but it's long-term, it's in our best interest to get the assets we can now. Um so, kind of thinking short term, do you think we have the availability to say we cut Tardif, keep Jones for one more season, to like where we're like, you know what, fuck it, we're going to run it back, we'll tag him again next year, and I think they get like a 25% uh, or maybe it's 10%, I'm not sure. They get a 10% increase on their salary and trade him next year. I mean, I'd, I'd be okay with that, especially with everything going on, like, we were saying, you know, you want to keep as many players as you can from the same team. Yeah. So, like, ideally for me would be cut Tardif, open up that salary. I don't think we need to add so many, like, named players. We just need to keep adding depth. Like, as right. far as, like, because I – so I, I like John Dorsey when he was here. I thought that he built our roster from top to bottom fairly good so I was skeptical when they fired him and brought Veach on like okay can he do that with the bottom of the roster like John Dorsey did I'm almost to the point where he's so for my problem with Dorsey was his fucking horrible salary cap management which kind of almost has us in the position we're in now Um, but I think Veach has been unbelievable so far I definitely, I mean, obviously you can't argue with the Super Bowl victory. Right. So and that that might be, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty when you fucking do it. Not to be off subject, it's kind of like when the Royals won the World Series, how we put Dayton Moore up on this fucking pedestal. Like, oh, it took him 10 years to win a Super Bowl, but he knew – or, sorry, World Series, but he knew what he was doing. He was right. doing this fucking plan all along, so – uh, yeah, that does make hindsight twenty twenty, but 
it seems like a lot of the moves that he's made's worked out. So, and it's, and I'm not even huge on the guy, but having a guy like Reggie Ragland that we traded, I don't even know what we traded for him, a fourth or fifth round pick. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I can't tell you off the top of my head, but just to bring in that guy for more depth, um, uh, sharp. We traded Ward. We got Ward for like a seventh round pick because right. the Cowboys were going to cut him. Yeah. He rated out as like a top ten cornerback yeah. last year. So it's just kind of just being able to recognize these these guys that other teams are trying to let go. It's just it's unbelievable what the Chiefs have been able to do. Uh, with the bottom of their roster because that's, I mean, it's important because these players are going to go down, man. Picking up Pinnell, you know what I mean? Like huge. And then being able, being able to sign Pinnell, it's just kind of like that. That was a that was a big deal to me. So granted, you know, we were going to we lost Xavier Williams, uh, Alex Okafor, that was his name, and I can't remember the other guy. We lost him too, but I think you know it's still early, you know. Everybody who's on the roster now, you got to assume we're going to cut somebody. Right. So. But, ha- I mean, we have to. We right. Sign we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have a choice. So, uh, But obviously, like we were talking, the big ones are between uh, Tardif and Jones. It's kind of like, what do we do there? So. And which it's, it's hard to see. We'll, we'll see, man. It's kind of the, the, the wait and see game. And. I don't know. It, it, personally, I, I hope we can make it work with Jones for one more season. But I think that you have to eventually trade him. I hope we never have to trade him. But I, I mean, I don't see us. I don't see us possibly being able to manage keeping the contract with right, him. Right, right. I mean, at that point, it's kind of like you keep him for one more year. If you keep him, you have to figure out a, a trade partner for Frank Clark. Right. And that's it. And that's just – that's highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. With that contract, for sure. Right. Because – well, because the thing is, Chris Jones is going to uh, kind of get the same out of it. You know what I mean? Whatever team he's going to. Like, Buckner got $100 million from the, the Colts. So, we'll, we'll see, man. It's going to be an interesting year. We're definitely – it's definitely, like – we hands down favorite for sure, especially with us bringing everybody back. So, yeah, it's definitely like the, it's the season. Like uh, Sammy Watkins, he's the one who put it perfectly. Like that hashtag, run it back. That is the fucking theme of the year. Oh yeah, that's the theme of the year. Just run it back. So we damn near got everybody back. Let's fucking run it back. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. When do you think the season's actually going to start? you think it's going to start on time? I don't know. That comes into a, a world health political issue, and I fucking – I don't know. I, I watch this shit, and I try to practice good hygiene to help this situation that we're in, I guess. But I honestly I, – I don't know. I don't know. I miss sports. I know that. I right. miss sports. I know that much. That, that's about as much as I know. I miss sports, so I don't know. We shall see. We'll see how it goes, man. So, all right, man. I think uh, you got any last words, brother? Any last thoughts? 
just draft good, whatever you do. I'm, I, I can't wait to watch this draft. It's going to be like the closest thing we have to sports. In a oh, that's time. all, dude. The <laughs> this draft is about to get such high ratings. Uh, it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be, be unbelievable. But uh, on that note, uh, let's run it back. <laughs>